Hello, and welcome to Fantastic Comic Fan. I am your host, R.T. Fleming, and it is my mission to help you find your next digital comic book pick from the golden age to now. I have been reading comic books for over 40 years, and have never lost my passion for comic books. Something I try to pass on to old and new readers. It's Tuesday, August 11th, 2023, and this is episode 119 of the podcast, and I have a guest on today I've been trying to get onto the show for months. He's Tony Cottrell, the man behind one of the best comic companies you're not buying enough comic books from, and that would be Advent Comics. Tony is here to discuss Advent Comics' 11th anniversary Kickstarter campaign running through the month of August. Avent Comics is one of the industry's longest-running black-owned and black-operated comic book publishers. You know I love bringing a Kickstarter to the show, and I'm happy to showcase this fantastic project. You'll find all the information to the Kickstarter in the show notes. If you're new to the podcast, thanks for checking it out. I hope you continue to sample the show. I cover a variety of topics. This is usually a short-form podcast. Please look at the show notes. Follow the podcast where you listen, wherever you listen to your podcast, and please, so important, follow the follow follow the podcast on social media. I want the podcast to continue to grow, and as I've said so many times, introduce fans to a different way of discovering and reading fantastic comic books. Today, I am doing another Kickstarter campaign. I have done almost 24 Kickstarters in the almost two years I've been doing the podcast. End of September will be two years for the podcast. Today, I am so excited to bring on the fantastic Tony Cottrell. I've been trying to get Tony onto the podcast all the way back into January. Tony Cottrell, welcome to the podcast. First, I want to know your comic book origin story, what got you into comic books and made you a lifelong fan. Well, first, thank you for having me on your show, and thank you for your listeners uh, tuning in. Um, my origin story uh, maybe started when I was about six years old. Uh, my brother and my cousin were avid comic book readers, but they didn't like the little brother hanging around, so I couldn't read comics with them. So when they go out and play basketball and baseball, I would sneak into the room and read the comics that they were trading that particular day, and I picked up an affinity for them. And so uh, I think I was, I was had to be about seven. My cousin and my brother started getting their eyes on girls and, you know, comics became a less of a thing for them. So my cousin had asked me, he was like, hey, do you want my comics? And I was like, sure. And it was like seven o'clock on a Sunday. And back then that was bedtime for me, but I pestered my dad and we went and got them that instant. And I've never, look back and i've been a comic book fan ever since so tony tell us a little bit about yourself as a professional and a little bit about what avid comics is all about well as a professional uh, i am the head writer at avid and, and all the stories have so far have flown through me um i have the entire universe mapped out uh for good or bad in my head and we're, we're bringing piece by piece and putting the universe together I'm also the publisher. Um, I don't publish the Advent Universe line, but I publish the Unbound Realms line, which is our creator-owned section of uh, Advent Comics. And we have such uh, creators as Mike A. Barron, the uh, creator of Nexus, uh, along with Steve Root. Um, they have a project with us called Buddy McGill. Uh, Jonathan Hendrick, uh, who does the recount, I think, over at Scout, he has a book with us. Uh, Colleen Douglas, uh, she's a famed writer over in London. She has a book with us and many more. So we we have a thriving line of titles that I'm pleased to say that um, fans are digging our content and you know they're stocking uh, shelves at the comic book stores with our books. Matter of fact, I just got word that one of our creator-owned books, um, Travis Hill's Thorn, has gone back diamond ass for a second printing. So. We're about to go back to second print on uh, Thorn number one. Congratulations. So you have a Kickstarter campaign connected with Advent Comics. Tell the listeners all about the Kickstarter campaign. Well, this is a special get-to-know Advent Comics uh, Kickstarter campaign. Uh, 
we're celebrating our 14th anniversary, 14 years. Uh, and it's a milestone because not only is it 14 years and most comic book companies can't say that, but we are black owned and black operated. And that in itself sets us apart because we are probably one of the only companies that has that, uh, that, that tag that's able to produce comics at this level and this uh, longevity. And I just want people to know that it's not just uh, comics for black people. Some people seem to think that we make comics for everyone. Everyone can enjoy our content. It just happens that I'm a creator who's black, but I make comics that everyone can read and everyone can enjoy. We have all types of genre. And this anniversary Kickstarter introduces all of our titles to everyone. When I say all of them, there are over 50 comics that are available within this Kickstarter. We have every genre you can think of. I don't do not safe for work content because I have a lot of kids across the globe who like our stuff. So I tend to stay away from that. But you can find horror, sci-fi, thriller, war comics, romance comics, uh, uh, sci-fi, crime noir, uh, you name it, it's it, it's in this Kickstarter. Who are some of the creators that people might know that are working with the Kickstarter campaign this time around? Who uh, over our fourteen year period, we've had some heavy hitters. Matter of fact, our very first book, Pandemonium Evil Incarnate, um, was graphic novel, eighty page graphic novel. Out of the gate, we had Bart Sears, Andy Smith. We had Joe Illich from Milestone, Chris 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 Cross Williams from Milestone at the time. They all helped us put this book together, plus a lot more. Um, we have people who've been on our projects and include Jimbo Salgado, uh, D. Raj Verma, uh, Greg LaRoque, uh, Hi-Fi Colors, uh, the late uh, legendary Rick Buckler, Rich Buckler. Um, you name it, we've had we've had these greats. Alan, Alan Goldman, uh, Neto Diaz, who's blowing up in Marvel now. He's still with it's us. Who's who of comic book people? Oh, that if you're oh, if you're yes, a new yes. fan, you need to copy down these things that Tony oh, yeah. just said. Oh exactly. yeah, exactly. So Tony, Evans comic Evan comic slogan it says putting the soul back into comic books. I'm curious yeah. that explain it. Well, that was a two, that was a, a double entendre, so to speak. Um, at the time, to set us apart from other comic book companies, what we did is we introduced a biblical God and devil into our universe. So, because whether you believe in religion or you're spiritual, um, the, the Bible and other religious uh, stories have a lot of context and a lot of similarities to superhero stories. So taking that mythology that was already there, we kind of weaved some of that into our our universe that we were building and it gave us a wealth of stories uh, sp specifically for our spirit line, which is a, a kind of a, a religion, spiritual, spirituality-based line of comics. Um, so that was there. And then also the fact that we were a Black-owned company. When Milestone had left, there were no Black-owned companies that were currently doing comics at that level. So we stepped in and basically putting the soul back in the comics meant a couple of different things to a couple of different people. So um, that, that tagline is stuck. And people have, of all races, all ethnicities, of all genders, they've come to our comics and they're like, wow, you guys are doing some great work. So basically, I just want people to know about us. And it does not matter who you are, as long as you like fun, entertaining, high quality art and good stories in your comics, this is the place you need to be. You have a special pay what you can reward. What's that yeah. all about? Explain well, that. Best. I am a comic fan, first and foremost. And I try to make all of our Kickstarters something unique, whether it's box sets or exclusive comics. Um, they're comics that I create specifically just to give away Kickstarters. And you can't get those comics again, like our 10th anniversary facet book. Um, that was a 10th anniversary uh, project. I created 10 comics for that. 
and basically it was just a exclusive that you know we offered but um i like doing things that are unique and original to our kickstarter events and with this uh kickstarter we have four new titles we have of original items that you can only get here at this uh, Kickstarter event. So hopefully people will look at the, the uh, Kickstarter and go back and see all the great things that we have to offer and take take advantage of it. You have an impressive campaign stat when I was going over it. How much time and effort did you put into designing that actual campaign and all the information about Advent? And Ooh. does that space help the Kickstarter get funded and promote the Advent brand because you're it's very extensive on the Kickstarter. I actually got a lot of information on it and I found it very it, informative. It, it's it's very expensive. Um, and actually, people are going to think I'm crazy for this, but this Kickstarter is not about money for me. Um, this particular Kickstarter, if you notice, the goal was only like $1,200. The most important thing from this Kickstarter is that I want to reach comic book fans who've never heard of Advent to get them to see what we have to offer. Now, with that said, I'm currently, and it's taken me a few, quite a few months to put together the 14th anniversary, even though it's it's not really a lot of um, um, brand new comics. Well, we have four brand new comics that are available, but next year's 15th anniversary, I'm currently working on that now. That's is why I did this Kickstarter to get people so they can sign on to the 15th anniversary, which is going to be huge. When I say huge, it's going to be huge. I mean, I'm going to start releasing some of the names of the, of the people who are participating, um, who we've already gotten work back from. And that alone is just going to blow people's minds when they see all of this talent. They're going to be like, wow, <laughs> wow. You are a successful businessman. You've done successful campaigns. What kind of advice would you give to somebody that's interested in starting their own Kickstarter campaign? Something that completely different that nobody would think about. Um, try to be consistent, and this is and even myself, I fall short. Um, try to be consistent with your backers, meaning be present with them. Uh, communicate every step of the way because Kickstarter is a way for you directly to reach the fans, fans to get to know you. Um, and sometimes, um, you know, life happens, uh, careers happen. Um, as a career firefighter, I, a lot of times I can't reach out like I should, but I want the fans to know or the people who are doing Kickstarter to know your fans who are supporting you are the most important quality or part of your Kickstarter adventure. Treat your fans right, they will treat you right in return. So new new creators, if you're putting together a Kickstarter campaign, keep your creators, one, in mind for uh, everything you do, two, communicate with them, and keep them abreast of what you're doing. Bring them in on the creation process. Make them feel like this is their campaign as well, because it is. They are helping you fund your dream and get your project to the level you want it to be at, to be in their hands. So keep them abreast of all of the changes and the goals, the triumphs, the downs, the ups, everything. Keep them in the loop. Tony, with all the comic book-centric Kickstarters going on right now, why should somebody back Advent Comics Kickstarter campaign? Well, um, you're going to get a fun, fresh new universe that you've never seen before. And like I said, there are there are genres that we do that everyone can appreciate. If your if your genre is manga, I just released a brand new manga series that's exclusive to this campaign. If you like war comics, we have a brand new book uh, that's exclusive to this series based on war and combat. So, like I said, you're going to get everything that you want with high quality art. All of our creators are Marvel and DC creators. Yes, they are part of this, this equation. You you have art by a who's who of creators, colorists, inkers. So we're giving you high quality art, great prices, great content, fun stories, 
and it's something fresh, it's something new, give it a try. I guarantee you'll like what you see. I guarantee you. Tony, you get the last word before we wrap this up. Do you have any closing comments? Uh, yeah, I'd like everyone to at least take a look. Um, I know times are hard for all of us right now. Um, if you can't, it uh, once you see it, share the word with a family member, a friend who likes comics, or anyone who you think would appreciate co great comics. And once you see some of the items that we have available, I think um, you'll see that this isn't a hobby. This is this is someone who has a passion for comics and who wants. I want to bring the smile that I've been had on my face from enjoying comics for close to 50 years now to new readers and to other comic book readers because I want that joy to come back to comics. A, a lot of a lot of people are not happy with the comics they see these days, but I want you to read an Advent comic book, graphic novel or trade paperback, whatever the case may be, and for you to be like, wow, that's a pretty good story. That's you know, that's awesome. I like that. I don't know. I'll give these guys another chance. And like I said, we're planning a 15th anniversary that's going to knock your socks off. So I want to bring in new readers now and take you on the journey with this. So the next August that we hit the 15th anniversary, you can enjoy what we have cooking. We've been cooking it for quite a while. So I think you'll enjoy it. Tony Cottrell, Advent Comics, Kickstarter campaign running all through the month of August 2023. There'll be information in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I'm going to have you back on soon again. Thanks, Tony. I love it. Thank you for having me. And to your, your readers and your listeners, please help the campaign. Um, you can find us at uh, Kickstarter Advent Comics 14th Anniversary uh, Celebration. Thank you. Welcome back to the podcast today. I am excited and pleased to bring back on Tony Cottrell, who's on in August of 2023, promoting his Kickstarter at the time. Tony Cottrell, tell us a little bit about yourself and what Avid Comics is all about. Well, Ron, thank you for having me back. Um, I personally, with Avid Comics, wanted to start a company that, first and foremost, was about fan satisfaction. Um, and our mission statement, um, you'll find two things. Our logo, putting soul back in comics, um, getting people to feel good about comics again, but also to give fans and readers of our books high quality, great stories, and a fun read, basically. Um, that's what Advent Comics is about. And we want to continue that motto going into our 15th year. Tony, you have a real life job outside of putting out fantastic comic books. What is it? Why did you go down that career? And you're also getting ready to do retirement plans sometime soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I currently am a career firefighter and paramedic in Maryland. And um, I'll be retiring in the next 236 more days. Um, a, a cap of 27 year career. And I've loved every minute of it. Um, I love helping people. Um, if, if you know me, I, I, I just love to help people, whether it's in the comic industry or if it's in real life, uh, doing what I do as a fireman and a paramedic. Congratulations on that. Cause I have a real Thank respect you. for first Thank responders. You. I don't think you guys get a lot of credit and I want to make sure I brought that up. You, I'm Thank sure you. you saved countless lives over the decades. Thank you for yeah. doing it. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for doing that for, you know, you're one of those unsung heroes. Thank so you. let's go back to your comic book, comic books in general. Thanks. Why didn't you why didn't you outgrow comic books like a lot of kids do? Um there, there was a point in in life where real life kind of took hold. Uh you know, I had gotten married, my first wife, we had started to have a family, had kids. So real life it took took a hold of the wheel. Uh, but I still click comics here and there, here and there. Um, but I was drawn back in in the early 90s when Image came along, oh man, it was like a, a lightning strike. And it was like my creativity and my passion for comics was renewed. Um, and I've been back in a fold ever since. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love comics. Um, I've never strayed totally away from comics. They've all been always been a part of my life in some way or some form of fashion, whether it be direct comic book collecting, uh, action figure collecting, cartoon watching, you name it. But I've always 
held form to a passion and um, life threw me curveball in 2009. I started poaching my own comics. So here we are. You have a nickname called the Black Titan. How did you get that? <laughs> well, our flagship character is Titan the Ultraman. And a lot of Titan is based off of my life as a career firefighter and paramedic. Uh, some of the things Titan go, goes goes through in the book, I've gone through in real life. Uh, I may or may not have put some autobiographical bits and pieces of my life into the book. Um, so you'll find a lot of me in that book. And it's funny because the guys at work, they tease me. Um, it started when we were, matter of fact, we were on a fire. And on the particular day of the fire, I was in charge of getting into the structure to put the fire out. So I kind of went through a wall, basically. And they were like, dude, they like, you're like your own Superman character. Like, they start calling me Black Titan. And it stuck. And the guys at the station, um, it stuck. Even in interviews, local news, they, they call me Black Titan. So it stuck. So you grew up when there were a few black heroes, like yeah. I did in the Bronze Age, and yeah. there were very few black creators at the yep. time. How do you feel how it's evolved and become more diverse over time? Um, it, it, it has expanded greatly. Um, and as a matter of fact, when I started Advent, um, I reached out to some of those black creators um, uh Avent started with an idea at Michael Davis, who was one of the milestone founders, creator, uh, co-creators of uh, Hardware and Shock and all these other magnificent characters. Um, I met and talked to Christopher Priest, who was also the original guys who came together for Milestone, and he was he was a Marvel one of Marvel's first editors and uh, writers for forever. Uh, so. He was giving me advice behind the scenes through um, emails and messages. Uh, so the, the diversity of comics is a good thing because everyone has different ideas. And when those different ideas are shared and appreciated, uh, people are seen and heard within the community. Um, matter of fact, indie comics as a whole, not just with Black comics or uh, Black creators, but as a whole, indie comics is is the engine of comic book, in my opinion, the engine of comic book creation at the moment, um, because you have so many diverse views, so many people with different ideas that you can literally see and find anything. You can find Winnie the Pooh stories, like Myra Michaels, what he's doing over with his line. Um, you can find uh, uh, Lovecraft horror books, um, I have one. Travis Gibb has one. Uh, you can find superheroes. You can find uh, stories on uh, religion. You can find stories on pretty much everything. And that's a testament to how diverse the comic book industry is. And I love it. I what, love are, it. What, are some of the black, what are some of the black creator that's impacted you as a writer and as a reader? And I hate to use the term black writer that we were talking about this off camera it doesn't really matter whether you're white black or whatever but we also said but in a way it kind of does still matter yeah, so tell us does. some of the creators and things that impacted you as a writer and as a reader how, how long how long do you have to answer this question there are a ton of people and forgive i don't name everyone because there's so many people going back to the first uh, comic books uh, in the 30s. Um, as a writer, people who've influenced me uh, include, like I said, Christopher Priest, Dwayne McDuffie. Um, you have other creators like uh, Current Day, Rodney Barnes, John Jennings. Uh, you have, uh, there are just so many that I could go through. Um, contemporaries who are, are writing uh, as well. Marcus Roberts, uh, Vince White. Um, there, there are just so many. At, I'm in a unique position. Not only do I publish, not only do I write and create comics, but first and foremost, I'm a fan. So I collect Brandon Thomas, Brandon Easton. I collect comics 
of all of these different creators because I'm a fan first and foremost. So um, you could see me at a show. I leave my booth because I want to meet uh, Greg Bur Burnham uh, and have him sign his Tuskegee uh, Airs book for me. So it's just, I am a fan. And there's so, like I said, so many talented black and brown and creators of color who are now receiving their voice and their work is being uh, put out there. Who it's, it's magnificent to see. Magnificent to see. Tony, what made you decide to start your own comic book company? Um, I had attended the 2009 Black Panel given by Michael Davis. And at the time, Milestone had ended maybe a few years earlier, I think in like 97-ish. And there were no Black characters that were filling the void currently. Um, and everything at the time was dark and grim and gritty. And I, I wanted some fun story one of some characters who looked and you know had experiences similar to my own so i decided to go home when i left that uh black panel and start my own comic book company and like i said i had uh initially uh you know like we all do we ideas we went to write comics and draw comics and be a part of the industry for forever so i took some of those ideas dusted them off and um, I scoured the internet for first 13 artists, uh, the artists who work for Advent Comics, I call them the Untouchables. And so I found those first 13 artists and we turned it into something big and 14 years later, we're still here. That's right. Advent Comics is now celebrating its 14th anniversary. What are some of the highlights for your company over the years? Oh, man. Um, personally, uh, some of the biggest accomplishments are bringing the biggest accomplishment. I'll say this is bringing smiles to faces and knowing that our work matters. Uh, when I have fans who email me or see me at shows and tell me we really liked your book, that that's huge to me. I mean, that, that does, that, that just makes you feel good. Um, another personal milestone for me is being able to work with some of the people who I've idolized in this business over the years. So how many, com are, how many comic books have you put out over the years? Oh my gosh. Um, we have 24 ongoing titles uh, of the Advent Universe, the titles that I own, not the creator-owned uh, Unbound Realms, but the titles that I own. We have 24 ongoing titles. Um, so we've been going... Um, we have, how, how big is your catalog? Uh, it's huge. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's so huge, so huge that Tony don't even know himself. Yeah, we can we can go down the list. Um, Avid Comics Spotlight, uh, Dark Dark Light and Crew, Titan the Ultraman. Um, we have What's your longest running series. The longest running series would probably be Titan the Ultraman, and and I and. When I say longest running, because um, I have to preface this, Advent Comics is mapped out in my brain. And, and until recently, I was the only writer. So when I was world building, I was putting together all the different uh, books in place. And people used to say, why does that guy do so many number one issues? That's because I was building the universe. Uh, certain stories wouldn't make sense if the universe wasn't built. Uh, in order for, uh, well, Titan One had to be in place before his team that he joins, the Regulators, uh, before that took place. So I had to put the number one out for that because that story led into Cosmos. So, I mean, I was building pieces chunk by chunk and people were like, I don't see it. They were like, this guy puts out number ones. But once all of the pieces were in place and I could tell the Cosmos story, then I started doing issue twos and threes and fours and fives. Uh, like Titan Ultraman is up to issue five now. Uh, Nato Diaz, uh, as Marvel gives him a break, uh, uh, he's finishing that book up as we speak. Um, he's paired with uh, Thiago Gomez, um, who's a talented inker from Brazil. Head, Hedwin uh, Zaldivar, uh, he does the colors they look amazing? Ed Dukeshire, Ed Dukeshire is the letter on the book. So 
We have power-packed books from start to finish. And when I tell you our stuff looks great, it looks great. I mean, I, I'm just a proud, proud parent. Our stuff looks great. Another goal of Advent Comics is to bring faith-based comics and graphic novels to all those interested in reading them. And that you're interested in creating comics combining faith and superheroes. Why is that important to Tony Cottrell? Um, I am, me personally, I have a, a I have an unabiding faith, uh, but I don't put my faith totally into the comics to where it's like hitting people over the head and it's like, oh, you got to get our books, you got to get our books, and you know, I pre- I don't have an agenda for you to become, uh, you know, a particular religion or become part of a, a program. That's not what I'm doing. Um, as I think I spoke on the last uh, interview. Uh, it was something unique to tell stories because I, a lot of the, the content from the Bible and other religions are story materials that are timeless. They're like superhero stories. So a court, a portion of my universe is basically devoted to the belief of a God and a devil and allowed me to tell stories from that. It's called the spirit line. So it allowed me to bring in angels and Lucifer and demons and all, all these different aspects, which I've also combined with other superhero things and other sci-fi things. So it's a fully functional universe and it also has some faith-based elements in it as well. So if you if you feel that you know ah, faith-based, nah, it's not for me. It doesn't hit you over the head like that. And you can enjoy these books without feeling like you've been indoctrinated. So you don't have to worry about that. So how does it feel to be one of the industry's longest running, also Black-owned and Black-operated comic book publishers? And are, are there any other Black-owned, Black-operated comic book publishers out there? Um, to answer your first part of your question, um, <laughs> if, I, if I may be, I, I'm generally a humble guy, but yeah, it does feel good that we've lasted this long. And uh, one of the guys who was the creator at Milestone. He he would get on me because he was like, you need to you need to stop referring to yourself as a little guy or part time. He was like, you're sharing market space and distribution with companies like DC and Marvel. He was like, you're not a little guy anymore. He was like, you're making money around the world with your books. You're not a little guy anymore. He was like, you are becoming a comic book publisher. He was like, stop selling yourself short. And like I said, I try to stay humble, but it feels good. It feels good. And the second answer to your question, there are tons of Black-owned and Black-operated publishing companies. Uh, If I go down the list, if you don't mind, there's uh, Concrete Comics, uh, owned and operated by Lonzo Starr. There's Wingless Comics, operated by Brian Lambert. Um, Darklight Comics, owned and operated by Vince White. Second Sight uh, publishing, owned and operated by Bradley Golden and Marcus H. Roberts. So uh, you have uh, other companies uh, that include um, Danny J. Quick's uh, Fourth Wall Productions. Um, so many. There's so many uh, that it's it's incredible. There is a thriving universe and community of Black comic book creators out there. And we all support one another. Greg Burnham, uh, he has his own thing with Marcus the Visual. They do incredible work with Tuskegee Ears. David Crownson, um, he's doing uh, Harriet Tubman and Demon Slayer. Uh, uh, who else? Um, you have Sebastian Jones, who's doing uh, his Stranger Comics Niobe uh, story. Amazing comic creators, as diverse as you can get. Um, and it's, it's just a wonderful thing to see. You can find anything that you can think of being done by Black creators at this time. And it's, it's like I said, it's amazing to see that. And I'm, I'm so glad to be a part of it. What's the difference between your Kickstarter campaigns that you run throughout the year and what you put out through the normal distribution channels? Um, nothing. Um, I always want to give our readers and supporters and fans something extra. So when I do Kickstarters, that's my way of giving back to them. Um, for instance, um, 
there are well there's only one really kickstarter only title um and that that that's not even really true anymore uh cosmos which is a 12 issue maxi series it also doubles as a crossover with over 100 indie comics creators and publishers um i do that on kickstarter for the fans they they love it they love seeing those type of stories where you always want to see what would happen if the X-Men met up with the Teen Titans or what happens if Spawn and Batman met? Well, I do that, but to a greater degree. Um, so I'm teaming up with people you will not believe. And when people see these other companies in our books, they're like, no way you got Dark Horse and Mike Byrne and Steve Rue to give you Nexus or no way you got uh, uh, Concrete to give you Absolver and Acolyte in your book or some of the other countless companies that are a part of this story. But yeah, we I've wove a, a nice story, I, I think. And it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to be able to play with other people's characters, make it a cohesive story to where it's organic and it all fits. And it's like, people are like, man, that's pretty cool. I mean, I've had people come to me at cons and they're like, that is a cool idea. I never would have thought Company X and Advent their characters will meet up in a book. So it's, it's pretty cool. So what is the ad, I'm sorry, what is the Advent universe? The Advent universe to me is fun, it's fresh, it's exciting, and it's the characters that I have brought forth um, that I have been making since I was five years old. I would make my own comic books as a kid. And those characters have stuck with me. So now that I have my own comic book company, I'm bringing those characters uh, forth. Um, I still have all my old notebooks of pictures and story Bibles. And my wife, she hates it. She's like, if you see one more notebook coming to the house, she's like threatening to divorce me. But it, it all fits. And I'm so glad that I'm able to bring all of these characters that I've loved over the years and bring them into stories and tell these stories. And fans have been receptive to them. The Advent comic universe to me is, it's fun, it's family, and it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. You don't write all your own books. Who are some of the creative team, not just writers connected to Advent comics on a regular basis? Again, why do you call them untouchables? And I know it's multi-part, but why does Rich Buckler have a place of honor on your website? Um, I until recently I was the only writer, but as Advent Comics started to expand, there was no way that I could keep up with the the creative side as well as the business side. So I started hiring other writers. Um, and right now I have four other writers who are on long-term with Advent. Um, more of that to come. Um, I'll tell you about that a little later. Um, and the Untouchables, I call them that because when I searched for these artists, I was just blown away by their work. Some of the artists include Dodi Ica, um, Alan Goldman, Nathan Diaz, um, Creators who over the years have just put out amazing work um, and even uh, creators who have just recently become uh, part of the Advent Comics family like Chris Batista, Jay, James Brown, um, Tommy Shelton. Um, there's so many artists who are so talented and when you see the work, the quality of work that they give Advent Comics, it's it's untouchable and so i just labeled them jokingly and lovingly as the untouchables and it's stuck and they they all giggle when i say it but to me they are the top the cream of the crop and i, I love being able to work with these creators i love it so why does rich buckler have that place of honor because rich buckler was one of the creators when i grew up loved this stuff whether it was the Superman versus Shazam digest that I bought from Toys R Us when I was seven years old. Um, Nova, Fantastic Four. I mean, he was a creator who I loved for years. And over the years, it turns out 
that we had a, a connection. One of the guys who was in his, one of his studio mates uh, was a member of my church and we'd talk about Rich. And when I actually met Rich Buckler, he would talk and have conversations for hours. We would talk on the phone, with email. Um, and before he passed away, it was planned that um, he was gonna bring certain characters uh, such as Darkling, who hadn't been seen in over 30 years, to Advent Comics, along with his original Demon Hunter character. He was going to bring them back to Advent. And storyline in the Cosmos book, it showed the reappearance of Darkling in issue three, and we had a, a point where we were going to revamp the Demon Hunter character, bring him back. Um, like I said, Rich's, as a matter of fact, Rich's final two works before he passed away were Advent Comics uh, covers. Um, he did the pan, the Pantheon cover along with his Rick Buckler. They created that together, uh, and that was awesome. And Cosmos 9, he has a special cover that he did, which was his very last work before he passed away. Um like I said, he was one of the best guys, and I could sit and talk to him about comics. I could sit and talk to him about business questions. I mean, he was just a wealth of knowledge, and that's why he holds such a special place in, in my heart. Um, like I said, it's been an honor for me as a fan, first and foremost, to be able to walk and talk with these titans who I've, I've held in such high regard all these years, and uh, Rick he lived up to it. He was just a heck of a guy. He was a heck of a guy. So how do you select your creators? And do you try to foster new talent to come into the industry? Oh, yeah. I always pick up new talent. As a matter of fact, for our 15th anniversary, uh, since, and it, it, uh, let me start off by saying it's a running ad, And it's not a joke. It's it's legit. It's serious. The I have a, I guess a, a tally going. Marvel and DC have stolen 13 of the creators that I found. 13. So I must be doing something right. And they are actively taking our guys from us. So, and it's a running joke. And it, I tell everybody, you work with Advent, you're going to the big league, going to the big two. No, no doubt about it. And and it, it's happened 13 straight times with Nathan being the last one. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. And, uh, I, I just have a, you know, I love comics as a fan. I would luckily I've been doing this for a while. So I'm able to spot talent and the people who that I feel bring something to the advent universe. I'll pick them up and have them, uh, work for us on our books. And I do foster new talent. Um, I have just started getting new writer or getting writers into our books. Um, as new artists, I, I have new artists. Matter of fact, uh, there are five new artists who are going to make their premiere, so to speak, as part of our 15th anniversary project. And when I tell you these guys are amazing, they're amazing. Um, but I don't want to say any names yet because I don't want Marvel and D to steal any more of my time <laughs> before I finish my projects. Um, so, uh, but yeah, um, these new. These new guys are amazing, and I've been blessed to find them, cultivate them, and it's it's amazing because, like I said, the 15th anniversary is next year, 2024. But I'm getting projects back from these new guys. Uh, three of the five have already turned in their projects for the 15th anniversary, and I'm looking at them and I'm like, wow, it's a sin that these guys are that good. They, they're that good. So um, I'm honored and pleased to have that kind of talent working for Advent. You've published in many genres, including Westerns, romances, yep. war comics. Why not just stick to the easy money of superheroes? Well, believe it or not, superheroes is a crowded market. And when I say um, Advent gives everyone something, that's what I want to do. Uh, because I you're going to get superheroes from that. That's a given. But also, there are twists and turns. Like, uh, the the romance story is called Soulmate. That 
it that premiered a brand new superhero to the Advent universe. And it also is a tie into the cosmos stories. So it's everything a cycle. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, there's a book we have called Black Starline, where we we showcase uh, black writers and creative talent, people of color, um, in our books and then our characters in it within our universe. Um, the latest book that's part of our um, our our new series, um, it gives a background on Dalton Malone, who is a character in one of our books called Southside. So everything matters. So the war comic ties into the Southside book. The romance book ties into the, the Cosmos book. The Avid Universe is connected in ways you cannot believe. So when people read these books and they were like, oh, wow, that, I know that character. That character is related to so-and-so over in that book. Or he's the dad of that character. This universe is fully connected. There was a lot of world building that went on in these books. Are all the Advent comics kid-friendly? Not all of them. Uh, there are several, well, I won't say several. There are two titles that are definitely not kid-friendly. They're mature readers. Southside, because that deals with a character, Dark Malone, who's trying to find who murdered his friend, and he resorts to pretty much uh, he's like a black John Wick mixed with the Punisher. So that book is a lot of violent, ultra-violent. It has language, it has nudity, has adult situations, so that's definitely not for kids. And then I have another book, even though it's, it's super villains, it's called The Hit Squad. And they're assassins within the Advent Universe, the best assassins they are, but they have a secret. And that book also has language and it's not for kids, it's strictly for adults. But we do have some kid-oriented uh, kid uh, books, like our Sunshine One Shot, that's kid-oriented. Uh, uh, we have a few that kids can read. We do have some kids stories that they can read specifically just for kids are the kid audience something that's important to you that you try to grow oh yeah oh yeah uh because i i i look back when i was a kid comics were a big part of my life and this this is really going to sound hokey but it's i swear it's the truth comics helped me learn how to read because i would look at comics and i would i would just be fascinated and it would be like huge words and I run to the dictionary to figure out what that word was so I could finish reading a comic book. So comics helped me learn how to read. And comics became an integral part of me growing and developing into who I am. So I want to bring that same enjoyment, that same sense of wonder and awe that I had as a kid to the kids of today. And hopefully the next Tony Cottrell or someone better than me can come along and tell their stories when they come of age. So it, it's, it's big for me. I, I believe the children are where comics, uh, we, we, we tend to make comics for ourselves and for the older demographic, but also as you can see, if you're doing the research, the school act, the scholastic comics and the younger comics are doing up. The young adult comics, they are, they're in a class by themselves. So yeah, it's important to me. It's important to me. Briefly, tell us about your career-owned imprint, Unbound Realms, and why did you do it? Well, um, it actually started uh, when when I first started doing Kickstarter books. I would see these wonderful titles, guys would do Kickstarters, and you know, basically that was it. I'm like, you guys don't want to do anything else? I mean, book great. More people should see it. So I figured I would try to help them bring those titles to the masses. Um, so I, you know, I had at the time Amazon and Comixology and, you know, I had my own distribution line going. So I was like, I could take your book global. And I just started helping other creators get their book out there. And as time went on, um, got with Diamond, um, got with, uh, got our books in Walmart. So there are different avenues open to different uh, creators. And like I said, I don't just want people to see my books. I'm a fan first and foremost, so I try to take books that I think others will enjoy and try to, you know, bring them to the masses as well. 
we've been talking about having comments in general and and your career and all that stuff. But I like to get into the nuts and bolts of things, kind of like pull the curtain back and okay. take away things and see what's like kind of like behind the scenes and more of the business aspect of things. Like your distribution and marketing, your comic books and merchandise are on six continents, over 34 countries. How does a scrappy oh. company get that type of distribution? And how the what? heck did you get to be at Walmart? I went and Googled what? Walmart. I, I, yeah, I can get Walmart and get added comics off their website. I, I, I got to stop you. I got to stop you because not 34 countries, 54 countries. Before, before I got with Diamond, now, me, me, me solo managed to get those books. Now, Tony, people. I told you off camera, no bragging. Just put that no, bragging on no TV. I, that's I just, impressive. 50 countries I, is I good. Just, I just have to set the record straight. I just have to set the record straight. And then when I, because I was going, I when I went to Diamond and told them what I had planned, and then they were like, wow, you're doing this and that? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you know, I want to be part of the team with you guys. And they were like, done. But no, I did it, I did it myself. I mean, humble brag, I did it myself. Um, I I just have been a firefighter. I have a no quit. Uh, some people may say cocky attitude. I call it confidence. I call it self-confidence. So my first book, uh, Pandemonium Evil Incarnate, uh, was a graphic novel. Um, I mean, I put that book on Amazon. I put it on at the time, uh, Comics Plus, which is the iPad version of Comicsology. Um, and from there, uh, people were starting to see it, and I I connected with uh, the 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 first and only at the time uh, comic book shop in Dubai, and they were like, "We want to sell your book," and I'm like, "Let's do it." So when I st- Started saying, okay, people are liking this book. So I was just reaching out, and there were different places I wanted to put our books. And slowly but surely, I was knocking down those locations. And I said, I want to make our books global. And if, you know, knock on wood, you know, thankfully, it's been happening. It's been happening. There are and so that, many, there are so many yeah. kind of books being put out right now. There's fantastic publishers putting out stuff. It's reminiscent to me of the 90s when there were so many publishers, but back then they didn't have the internet for help with marketing. So yeah. it's, is, is it harder or easier today to get noticed your comic books and Advent comic books, just the flood of stuff that's out there? As a comics creator, I'll say the internet makes it easier to self-publish and to get your books out there. But that's a double-edged sword because while there is a ton of publishers or people can put out their own stories, there's only so much eye space or shelf space and you're fighting with thousands of other people for that space. So yeah, you got to do something new, something original to try to get your stuff out there and to bring eyes to it. Um, like I said, um, our 14th anniversary Kickstarter, I did that not to make money. I did that to bring new eyes to add comics and to get them on board for our real anniversary, which is well, not real anniversary, but our real celebration, which is our 15th anniversary, which we have, a, we have a bunch of stuff planned coming up. So it's all about doing things to propel your brand and your comics forward. Uh, sometimes you got to think out of the box uh, in order to make that happen. So how do social media and Comic conventions help Avant Comic grow as a brand. What oh, do you do? It, it, helped, it helped a lot, but by the same token, uh, there are other uh, companies who surpass us on social media. Um, but sales wise, I'm, I'm not in their pockets or their business, but I can almost guarantee you they don't touch it sales wise. But um, Social media is still a tool that we're, we're learning. Um, I am learning to try to promote Advent Comics. And like I said, Advent Comics is probably the biggest company you've never heard of. <laughs> I would have just, to agree. Yeah, yeah. It's probably the biggest company you've never heard of. And I'm trying to change that. And I'm trying to, 
do more podcasts and do more things to put Evan's name out there because when people see the type of quality of our books and the content we're bringing, they're going to fall in love with it. They really are. And I hate to say things like that that don't seem humble, but I, I just feel that strongly in our books and our creators and our teams and in Evan Comics as a whole. I think once you see what we're doing, you'll love what we're doing. You have some of your comic books on a digital platform. When you put on a new comic book, do you also release that comic book in a digital plat- platform at the same time? And what led you on a path to go to more digital? I try to do digital and print because I know even though purists out there, they want to have the copy in their hands, there is a big chunk of the market that actually loves digital. Um, they can take their comics with them anywhere. They don't have to, you know, fight to create space in their homes and their collection for more content, but they can still have the comics with them. Um, I am a big proponent. I try to do digital and print. Um, the unbalanced uh, books, um, that's a little different. Um, and if the creators want their books to go through the digital process with Advent, I'm more than happy to do it. Um, but like I said, most of our books are digital and um, print-based. And um, digital started for me, actually, when I was starting Advent and I was getting advice. Uh, that was Christopher Priest. He was telling me, if you don't do anything else and you're serious about starting your comic book company, go digital. He was big on telling me, go digital. And this was back in 99, 2000. He was like, go digital. He was like, that's the wave of the future. And I was like, really? I was like, I like reading comics in my hand. He was like, I'm telling you, young man, go digital. And so I took his advice and I started doing digital almost out the gate. We had digital and we had print. So, you know, it's a big thing and it's, it's served us well. You're on Comiscology, Drive Through, Indie Planet. I even went through the regular Amazon website and was surprised to actually could find Advent Comics without a huge search because their search engine is so wonky. So I don't know what you did over at uh, Amazon to get your stuff there, but um, um, how do we, you? We, we sold do, pretty good. How That's do you do? Do all those different places work in sync with you? Like, do they all are beneficial for Absolutely. you? Actually, yes. Um, we we um, how can I say this? All right, today is a is a full day. I'm not bragging, but we have brought sales to those platforms, so they generally tend to work with us. And once they saw that, hey, people like their stuff, we got moved to the top of the list. Even if you Google Advent Comics, you you find a lot of stuff. You find a lot of good stuff. So it's it's a good thing that something that we've created over the years has grown to the level that's grown. And I personally feel that there's so much more that Advent can accomplish, and I'm working towards that. Um, but yeah, uh, Indie Planet, uh, the guys and team over at Indie Planet, good people. Uh, Drive Through Comics, good people. We just started putting our stuff on Global Comics. We're going to be a force definitely a force in the digital comics industry um so yeah you, you're going to start to see a lot of advent comics in all of those different digital spaces i also noticed that you, some of your advent comics advent comics are available on comic college's unlimited plan to borrow mm-hmm. do you have did you have any say in that or did they just um, randomly pick because i'm just yeah. curious of how Stuff gets on their unlimited plan because that's such a cluster mess trying to find stuff on that thing. Because about a year and a yeah. half ago, they revamped their whole comicology thing and tried to find something. Right. It's like finding a needle in a haystack. It's impossible right. to find stuff. Um, but we, how does how do you get on comicology unlimited? What was the we, we didn't have we didn't have anything to do with uh, um, how comicology decided to go over the years. But no, we got on Comixology and we were producing your content and they were like, you know, we were opening up Comixology Unlimited. Would you like some of your titles to go on, on the platform? I'm like, they were like, you know, put more 
more eyes on your comics. I'm like, sure, let's go. So um, I didn't, well, I, I had a small role in which comics went on. Um, the original comics like Hit Squad and a couple others, I picked because I was trying to show um, a lot of different things from Advent, a lot of different genres on Comicsology Unlimited. So you'll find, uh, I just did a, a search the other day uh, because I needed to get a, a link for someone. And uh, hits, I know Hit Squad's still on Comicsology Unlimited because they purged a lot of a lot of people's titles. But unfortunately, uh, Advent Comics is still there. You can still find our books. So I'm happy about that. Over the past few years, comic shops in the industry have weathered a few shocks and changes. Do you feel the industry is like healthy and strong enough to take maybe a slowing economy or even a recession down the road? Because we really the haven't had a good recession. And I'm kind of, you know, how does the comic industry survive, uh, you know, some kind of a huge you know, economic downturn? Um, times are tough for everyone. Uh, but that uh, is to put my one of my other hats on. Um, looking at the economy. The economy actually is bouncing back. Um, it may not look <clears throat> excuse me, it may not look like it, but it's it's coming back to where it was before all of the wonkiness of COVID and such happened. But with that said, <clears throat> comic shops are fighting with a lot of a lot of uh, I don't say rivals per se, but there are a lot of things that are happening that are pulling comic shops in a lot of different directions. Here at Advent Comics, I'm a huge proponent of taking care of every portion or every section of the comics industry, and that includes our shop owners. So if our shop owners are telling us, hey, we need uh, some of your guys to come out and do signings to boost our sales. My guys are there. Um, matter of fact, um, I have a couple of signings coming up for one of our indie um, indie creator books, uh, Unbound Realms books called Thorn. Uh, the creators are doing signings at different shops uh, for that book. They just went back to the second printing. Um, so I try to also help. Uh, I have I have a plan if the creators or the comic shops do not wish to buy from Diamond, they can buy directly from us. And we have a plan called a retailer HQ program where I give them discounts and I try to send them tools and in-house marketing and such to help promote the books. And I try to shout them out on social media as best I can and try to basically try to help them as much because they're selling the book promotes our brand and I want to make sure that they're able to you know to function and enjoy uh, being able to you know stay in business basically I want to keep business flowing into their shops so we we do a lot to try to help our store owners and shop owners and basically they're they're the lifeblood of the comic book industry they get the books to the fans from us to the so we have to keep them going and whatever we can do to help, I'm all down. I'm for it. I'm for it. Before we wrap this up, Tony, you get the last words. Any closing comments you'd like to say? Um, people can check out Advent Comics. Um, like I said, we're probably the biggest company you've never heard of. Uh, you can find our books at adventcomics.com. You can find us uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Uh, find us at Comic. Soundology Unlimited, Drive Through Comics, Indie Planet, uh, Kindle. We're in previews every month. Uh, our books go to comic shops monthly. Um, you can also find our books in Walmart. Um, so there's more to come, but we ask that you take a look at our books. I think you'll love what you see. We have comics for everyone, um, every genre, every ethnicity, you name it. If you like it, there's chances are you'll find and I invite you all to stick around because we have a lot planned for our 15th anniversary next year. So we ask that you journey with us and uh, enjoy the ride.
Cody Cottrell, and I've been comic celebrating 14 years in the comic industry. Thank you so much for joining me. We have plans to have you and more of your people back on in the future. I would love to come back. Anytime you guys need me, say the word and I'll be there. Thank you so much, Tony. We'll talk to you again soon. So take care. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Again, I would love to hear from you, a fantastic comic fan at gmail.com. Remember, new episodes every Wednesday. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and I hope to see you next time.